think it just all depends on uh, who exactly. Is being on first a metaphysical like state of being? I think it's a mindset. I think it. Uh, I really think it revolves around whatever person you're trying to emulate in life at that point. Or what's on second? Well, what's on second? Well, what's on second is what comes after you find the person you're trying to emulate from who's being on first. And then the what is what happens after you discover who. I forget what the th- what's the third one the the third one I completely forget I'm absolutely blowing this sketch right now what <laughs> I don't know I don't know wait I don't know is on third yeah yeah that's ah <laughs> <laughs> so organic look at this conversation <laughs> just flowing <laughs> well, I don't really know if it's working but <laughs> anyway it's okay it's the best things in life trying to be funny and something else goes completely out of uh comes out of nowhere but it is still funny and you know being funny is fun hmm. so mr funny guy mind introducing yourself uh yeah i'm joe we just met at a w- uh yeah just joe <laughs> 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 all right it's been fun having you on here yeah dude it was <laughs> happy to, I was, we'll talk to you soon. i'm happy to be here you know out here in massachusetts on in a location in a place at in a, a place time, yeah with people and like the skies out there Eventually, yeah. hundreds so of civilians just chilling. Yeah, or is it? Is it also on first? I don't know. Oh wait, he's on third. Okay, so I feel like this has been completely inco- incomprehensible for any of our listeners, and for that I apologize. Uh, Joe, brought you on here because you do some pretty cool stuff, namely photography and music. Yes. Take a pick. Which one do you want to go go at first? Um, I guess we'll talk about photography first because I don't know. There's not that much to talk about with it if that makes sense okay i like uh why do you think it's so limited then um why it's so limited yeah you said it's not much to talk about well because there really isn't an extensive amount that goes into the hobby uh that might be a i have a lot of friends that would really disagree with that i was gonna say (laughs) a lot of people are gonna disagree with me but i like to look at photography as kind of a therapeutic thing especially because i only shoot film photography and you need to learn a lot of patience and like every roll of film that i have ever shot personally i've learned something new like so what are some of those caveats that you've like picked up along the way um i think the best one i've learned is i tried this from hearing about this trick from a marksman in the military that i met different kind of shooting different kind of shooting completely uh, more lethal kind of shooting mine's more of an art style that okay. could also be up for debate, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I've learned that right before I'm about to shoot a picture, um, because I just have uh, very shaky hands. Um, when I exhale, I don't and take another breath, but I don't hold my breath. I just let the air come out of my lungs, and once everything is still, then I sh- uh, hit the trigger, shutter goes, pictures on the film. Okay, so like a, you're using it as a introspective device for controlling your own body. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I don't know. You learn a lot about while you're shooting, you learn how to shoot film and how to get better, but you kind of learn more about yourself. Like you uh, sometimes, and I'm sure every photographer has ever done this, put yourself in some precarious positions <laughs> to get that perfect angle. Um, there's actually this really beautiful spot in Vermont it's called the Queechee Gorge, and there's a really cool, like, green brass bridge that I, th- I don't know if it's brass, it's but it's just copper. It might be copper. I don't know. It's oh wait, green. I think, I think I might know what you're talking about. Anyway, continue. Sorry. It's it's beautiful. If you ever go in the summer, they have this really cool thing where you can buy a, a bag of dirt and bring it to this like sifting machine. Oh, I got a jar of dirt. Yeah, no, literally, <laughs> you like skip on over to it, and then you pour all the dirt into this tray. And natural water that they run up from the gorge, uh, because there's a huge flowing river down there, and they get all the dirt and everything from the river, and you sift through it, and you can pick, like, minerals and gemstones and a whole bunch of stuff, and it's really cool. They're not rocks. They're minerals. They're minerals, Dad. You get it. (laughs) But, (laughs) um, yeah, so I was there one time, and I was trying to get this really cool shot of this no trespassing sign and I really wanted it to be at this angle. You like signs, right? If I remember correctly, I do love signs. We'll yeah. get to that, Chris. Okay. Don't you worry. I will. I'm I will. Excited, man. I know, dude. I feel about. you. Like, just got chairs and signs and just everything. All the fun stuff. Oh my! All right. So you got the rocks. Yes. Or you got the the dirt. You got the no trespassing sign. Um, 
so I have like my camera angle at the no trespassing sign and I have it in kind of a portrait angle because I'm trying to get the bridge in between the chain link fence but I can't really get the angle I'm trying to get to so I ended up putting one foot higher up on the chain link fence and putting my arm around the other side of the chain link fence to hold onto while I have my camera lens in one of the holes of the chain link fence and I'm trying to angle it and my friends are all looking at me and if I can find the picture I'll send it to you it's really funny of me picture just, of a picture yeah of, of just me like spider monkeying the uh <laughs> not trying to drop yourself or the camera yeah um I didn't really mind doing that with the camera I was using at the time because it was one that I for, forgot to give back at um, the end of high school. Hmm. And uh, I looked it up on eBay, and it's only a $25 camera. So I was perfectly fine with it getting damaged. The ones I have now um, definitely wouldn't do so that. Are you like a, one of those like pickers, like the antique hunters that like try to find like the coolest uh, cam- like old film cameras? Yes, sir. Uh, every time I go thrifting, the first thing I go to is um, the electronic section because sometimes you can find some really, co- really cool old '90s stuff. Like we gotta go to thrifters. Uh, sorry, we gotta go to Savers sometime. They have a lot of those in there. Yes, I'm down. Oh, is there one local to where we are in this location? Yeah, it's Everett. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah that's not bad. Car, we can get there pretty quickly. But true. Um, so, what's your like your white whale or your grail of like the camera that you've always been hunting for and you can't haven't found yet? Um. That's a really good question. Because or is it more of just like a, you know it when you see it, like you discover it? Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, the cameras that I that I want, I like actively sought out and went to specific places and asked around, not at like a camera store, but I'd go into like an antique store or a pawn shop mm-hmm. and be like, hey, like I'd buy like a $5 item and be like, I need some advice. Where's the best place to look for old vintage cameras? And there's a really cool place up in Manchester, New Hampshire um it's right next door to my favorite music store uh the manchester music mill shout out to them they're incredible um right next door is the antique mall i think it's called um not the one in Lowell, mass which is also really cool a little overpriced in my opinion um uh, tis the season yeah it's just it's, it's old people who know what they have and they're like we're gonna get the money for this um, curse those old people yeah <laughs> just ridiculous <laughs> let me have nice Anyways. things i don't want to pay chris i don't want to pay for nice things i don't want to pay a lot of money i just want them to be like given to me at a reasonable price so what is a reasonable price for like a good film camera then a reasonable price for a good film camera um it really depends on i don't know the film camera market i feel is very oversaturated right now um with new products or existing ones? Uh, like old ones, but the prices are high. Okay. Um, for instance, uh, I just found one. I took a gamble on eBay and I got this. Uh, it's a point and shoot Olympus XA2. It's really cool. It has uh, a brass backing to it and bottom. And when Ooh. I opened up the box, it has this. Uh, it's like it's it's an old camera. It came out in the eighties. I forget exactly which year they decided they started to come out i'm just gonna say 85 just for giggles and poops but um thank you you're welcome <laughs> trying to save you some save time later three seconds of my yeah. life editing that out you're welcome don't worry um it's really cool because i took a gamble and i just got into a bidding war on ebay and i spent 50 dollars on it and shipping was like 16 bucks i think but it came with the flash um so 66 dollars for a whole camera not that bad pretty much especially when you see ones that are in mint condition or coming from Japan that are like 150 to 250 dollars for a camera that is that can quite literally fit into the palm of your hand and you could close your fingers around it. Huh. But it's incredible. I love using it. I just had to come clean out a little bit of corrosion inside the battery compartments and I inst- I have to install new light seals uh, once I get them and I'm pretty stoked to see how the film comes out in it because I brought it a whole bunch of places with me. I'm going to make a little photo album of like all my my roommates that I live with the music stuff i'm doing just any location i'm going to i meant to bring it today but i we got to the train station and i said to uh you don't want to carry that around dude. don't worry about it no i do trust me it, well that, that's that, that's the point <laughs> that's of it the point it's is like, carrying around. yeah it's it's really cool it's incredibly well made it has a really thick plastic clamshell on it so other than this like training yourself mentality like why what makes you gravitate to photography is it like capturing moments of life i don't want to give you a leading question but like what like what does that for you? Why why are you driven to this? 
Um, it doesn't relate to anything else in your career. Like, you know, where you work is and like your other hobbies, like don't relate to this at all. What <laughs> does it for you about this? Honestly, I don't really know how to answer that. I just, I like doing, I like working with my hands. You know, I like building stuff. Um, I've always really enjoyed yard work deep mm-hmm. down. I just like, I like getting dirty and I like doing stuff, you know, like I've actually plan on um, uh, this winter, probably I'm going to actually start building my own guitar. Um, not from scratch. I don't have the talent oh, to okay. work with woodwork, <laughs> but, um, but like the components. Yeah. Like I'm going to solder all the pickups inside of it and I'm going to solder all the switches, everything. I'm going to order a pick guard port, but I found a, uh, I'm going to hook you up with my, my cousin. He actually just built, he's actually built several guitars and repaired a couple vintage ones. So I can probably get you some good advice. From Ooh, him wicked. That, so yeah, when the time comes for sure, cause it's going to, it's going to be like a piece by piece project. Um, and I'm very excited about it. Right, so you're a tinkerer. Yeah. You like working with your hands and making stuff. I like I like fooling around with some random objects that I find and see what I can do with them. Okay. And then like it seems like also this photography is another one of your gateways to like go out and get dirty in the world. Like Oh yeah. Because it um I didn't really I don't really leave my house that much. I'm pretty introverted. Um That's fine. I like I like my space, you know. I make my space a very open, livable area so I can just be in there for several days at the a time. Room. Yeah, well, the vibes room's not in my room. Um, <laughs> inside joke, but um, is that a because it's a room? Yeah, inside, and there's good vibes. Never mind. Anyway, no, I got it. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> if you get the joke, like this episode, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and subscribe. So, oh, what were we? Oh, so the camera. Um, I don't know. I would take pictures of places around my house where I lived because uh, my mom and her boyfriend got a place up in New Hampshire at the start of the pandemic. And so we moved up to uh, Concord, New Hampshire, which is, if you know where New Hampshire Motor Speedway is, it's right next door to there. It's about from, uh, say if you were coming from Salem, Mass, it's about an hour and a half trip north. Mm-hmm. It's a very beautiful drive, don't get me wrong, but... I don't know. You just do it for so long. It gets to the point where you're uh, you're just so used that you don't remember half of your car rides, which are a little scary sometimes. Yeah, I remember that from when I was driving. It was just like, oh, I just I arrived here. What happened? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh, I, I'm, whoa. <laughs> and um, but yeah, so I just started driving to random places. I was like, I'm just gonna take this back road and see where it goes. And it's kind of it led me all over the place because um, when we moved up there everything was still closed like everything was still shut down like was, covid yeah when uh, yeah. covid was like when covid was real before it ended um because you know it's definitely over just how this be goes <laughs> be safe be smart it's a satire can't read sarcasm over voice sometimes but um <laughs> it was just it, i don't know it was it was cool just like taking the highway and just being like oh Ludenberg, that's an interesting name. What's this look like? And I go in, and I'm like, oh my god, there's a lot of Amish people here. This is this is insane. <laughs> and there's like an Amish. Ob- known. Yeah, who? I mean, it wasn't in Ludenberg. It was just an example of a town name in New Hampshire, which is the Alabama of the North. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the mirror, the Mason Dixon line is just a giant mirror. Yeah, full sides. <laughs> that was part of the agreement. Once uh, General Lee surrendered, they go, okay, we will rejoin. But if it ever happens again, New Hampshire comes with us. <laughs> detach it bring it back down and lincoln was like i don't i don't give a shit like go ahead they they don't do anything for us it's fine (laughs) shout out chris sununu all right so you're going to concord (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) um so from concord it's like you're right on the highway so like you could go all the way up to franconia notch which is this like gorgeous just beautiful state park and i'm not even kidding it's like something out of the lord of the rings when you end up driving through the mountains Mm -hmm. it's absolutely stunning and it led me up to just randomly driving up up Mount Washington one day, which is a terrifying experience. And used to be that person wherever I'd see one of the this car climb Mount Washington stickers, I'd make fun of those people. And now Until that you I've, do it, yeah. And now that I've done it, I'm never doing it again. I've it hiked was, Mount Washington. I'm thinking of getting like a like a little tramp stamp tattoo of like this car climb Mount Washington. This ca- <laughs> this caboose climb Mount Washington. This, this person climb Mount Washington. <laughs> I would never actually get that tattoo, but we should get the uh, the crazy Bruins bear. Though. Oh That'd yes, the meth bear tattoo. <laughs> no right, context so for that one. We're, this is going to be a, a tangent on tangent on tangent episode. I can already tell. I love it though. <laughs> so, so in exploration of the wonderful world of new hampshire 
does photography like lead you into like exploring those things more or oh, yeah. is that just like a vehicle for you to like see new sites um photography definitely brought me to places that i never would even think about going mm. um like i've walked a lot of miles just on hiking trails just like trying to find something i think is cool a cool thing and to look at yeah and like yeah. the whole part of like like looping way back to like what things uh f- like film photography can teach you is the amount of sh- uh rolls of film that i've shot and out of like a 24 or 36 roll i get maybe like seven or eight shots when i first started because <coughs> excuse me because it's either i didn't um set up the shot correctly and everything's overexposed it's underexposed i maybe clicked and moved the camera a little bit when i pulled uh the shutter and so the image is a little blurry but i mean granted you can go in and edit all those things in lightroom because i just do everything uh when they're so do you scan them back in so when i go get my film developed um that i have them put it on a flash drive because Mm. i feel like um those files present better than dropbox I don't know if that's true or not, but just to my eye, when I'm editing, like super zoomed in, it's a little clearer, um, at least like pixel wise. I don't really know too much about it. I've watched a lot of uh, how to Lightroom for dummies. It is a deep, deep, deep rabbit hole. Yeah. Like doing photo editing. I, people do dedicate their entire lives to just doing one or two tasks that I'm like blown away by. It's crazy. Dude, it's it's like mind numbing sometimes because you just go in and you edit a picture and all of a sudden three hours pass and you're like, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> It's one picture. <laughs> I had to be somewhere. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm always amazed by photographers and musicians and how much how deep their crafts are with how like granular you can get with like the minute changes to things. And you happen to do both of those. You're yeah. just a glutton for punishment when it comes to like I do. learning the technicalities. So, I mean, I was I kind of like to ask about crossover. Like was there any thing you learned about like getting into the granularity with the photography that helped you with getting into your you know interest in music as well um so, like was as the skill of learning skills was there anything cross crossing over there yeah actually patience <laughs> um, <laughs> writing a song or even learning an instrument it takes a lot of time um Are you guitar uh guitar and bass okay um because honest to god bass playing uh, because i'm a rhythm guitarist mainly Mm -hmm. um all overlap there yeah because i mean your bass like plays rhythm rhythm unless you're a thundercat and you can just play whatever you want on (laughs) bass because you're a god among men and i love you truly a god and if if you hear this i i love you shout out thundercat you're my idol i love you if you want to send like an autograph my way just let me know but uh send two so i can get one yeah send two actually or if you want to come on the podcast um you're welcome i would die (laughs) Yeah, he's one of the very few um, celebrities that if I ever met, I would genuinely be starstruck. Yeah. I wouldn't know what to say. I feel like I feel like the opposite. I feel like he'd be pretty down to earth. Like, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, yeah. But like, you're a pretty cool guy. Like, I appreciate your stuff. Thanks, man. And then, like, that'd be it. I'd be, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Like, if it was, like, a 30-second 30 30 interaction. But uh, I know if I ever met Shaq, I would <laughs> I would just be a total buffoon. I would just be looking up at him. Shaq is not a real person. I don't think he is. I I, he's just like a like a one foot tall dude in like a mech suit. But like I've I went to see a Celtics game when he played on the Celtics, and like he's a, a a monster of a human being. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But like I wouldn't know what to say because I'd Yao be Ming so is nervous. Even than he is. Yeah, which did, is crazy. Did you know that um, Yao Ming didn't talk? A lot in the league so everyone thought he just didn't speak english and the he's only he's just quiet he's just quiet i love that <laughs> it was ridiculous <laughs> and everyone's just too afraid to ask because yao ming is like 13 feet tall and is the size of like two suvs on top so of each other he does talk he just like rumbles the ground like oh that's why yeah <laughs> he's just black bolt yeah Marvel. <laughs> what basketball it's <laughs> suddenly in his hand Oh, that's fun. <laughs> Super off base. Um, but how did you... Uh, so how long have you been playing guitar and like been involved in music? Um, For about 13 years. Okay. Um, before chunk. that sounds impressive, I'm very intermediate because for the first eight years, it was just like, I'm going to learn this Foo Fighters song. Did you take classes or was it just like self-taught stuff? Um, A l- mix of both. So my guitar teacher, uh, Dougie, 
he it's a great guitar teacher name oh it was awesome and he had like he had like the long black hair and a ponytail and he had like the sick like angular beard that like came down to, like a point dude was a homie like I can he picture was, him already lots of bracelets necklaces things um open, he did have a neck button-up shirt he did have a necklace leather jacket um sometimes Sometimes. But he had—he actually had a um, a necklace that he wore with his uh, wedding ring on it. Oh. Because I guess he broke his hand at one point in his life, and they had to like cut off the wedding ring. Oh. Yeah, because they couldn't. They were like, "We're not going to put the cast over a wedding ring. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we're not going to do that." So you just didn't put it back on. Oh, I th- no, he had like a new one, but like that was like oh, okay. the OG like That's wedding cool. ring. Yeah, honestly, really cool. I really like when people wear like an important ring. Because, like, to me, personally, like, yeah, it's cool to have it on your finger. Like, a wedding ring, obviously, I'd keep on but my finger. But when it has meaning, it's just, like, extra better. Yeah, because it's, when it's, like, on a, when it's on a necklace, it's, like, close to your heart. And yeah. Yeah. Like. So, Dougie and self-taught and all this other stuff. Yes. So, uh, when I took guitar lessons, like, I'd learn, like, a scale here and there. But I'd, like, walk in and be like, Doug, I want to learn how to play Master of Puppets. Good luck. And he'd be like, okay. <laughs> and we would play the <laughs> same. his hand like, yeah, you're going to pay more money now. Because what I would do, because um, the guitar I had wasn't super great, but because the music store I would go to, actually my grandfather and his best friend opened in the 80s. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's called the music store. So you had access. Oh, yeah. I was like royalty there. I basically grew up in that shop. <laughs> so I would just be like, all right. So I'd go out on the wall and I'd pick a guitar and I'd grab like a Les Paul. And they go back to sit down, and he'd be like, "Ooh, get a different, get a different guitar." (laughs) And uh, I mean, not a Gibson Les Paul. Like it was like an Epiphone Les Paul, which is like Gibson's baby company or baby, I guess. Um, But I, I don't know. We just I learned a lot of different techniques through learning other songs, which was pretty cool. Um, My favorite guitarist, uh, my personal Eric Clapton is dan arabach the uh singer and guitarist from the black keys yes yeah he is love that he is a legend among men he can play That's some l- good crunchy bass too oh yeah it i do black keys are my favorite band ever i got some uh, on vinyl right there i have every, el camino yeah i have every single album on vinyl nice yeah dude it's sick <laughs> and so you mentioned sentimentality with objects like mm with jewelry with your photos that you have with these fancy guitars and like all the, like having your favorite albums on vinyl mm. isn't it great to just have like things that you can call it like this represents me and the things that i love and like you can cherish them oh absolutely yeah i think that's honestly i think um if we're gonna have a theme for this episode i think it's like material grabbing yeah material <laughs> bye 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 yeah not <laughs> zoom not being a minimalist yeah. <laughs> no nah, but like there's something that goes to like speaks to our, like our humanity, mm. like like back when monkey like shiny rock, yeah, like it's something that just like speaks to you, you know, something that means something to you personally that other people not get. Absolutely, like, and it, it's also um, every person's home that I've ever been in, I take a very big observation of my surroundings because I'm like, well, I'm, you can tell a lot about a person mm-hmm. from. Like, just their surroundings. Like, I like all the artwork you have on your wall. Like, I'm actually, after the podcast, I'm probably going to ask you where you got some of these. And, like, I've... A lot of strange places you might not expect. See, like, that like that picture. It's sick. My grandfather. That's so sick. For right. people who can't see it, it's this really cool, like, tray on a wood table with... Oh, I thought you meant this one. Oh, no. Oh, I have so many pictures of my grandfather like that. Yeah. Just a different breed of human being. <laughs> like, they're always <laughs> photogenic. <laughs> But um, the one, the one next to it is just really cool. There's like two cups of coffee and creamer, and there's a pack of Marlboro Number Twenty Sevens. It's straight vibes. It's such good vibes. Like they have the best cigarette you could ever smoke. So I got this out of the trash can when I worked at a, f- a print shop at RIT. Like this was literally garbage. So it was like a misprint. Like someone didn't like the like the um, bleed on the edges, or like the CMYK was off or mm. something. Boom. See, free, free art print. My uh, my grandfather always told me. Another man's trash is another man's treasure. I am sitting on a street find chair next to two other street find chairs. Yeah, it's absolutely. The, it's the best thing to do. Yeah, the amount of like just little 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 guys, just shelves I have <laughs> in my room that I've just been walking along, and I'm like, oh, you're gonna come home with me. Hey, you're coming home with me. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like I'm gonna take you and I'm gonna put you in my room and I'm gonna put my things inside of you. 
which out of context could sound pretty bad. There are children. That, I hope they're, I don't know. Actually, if, if you're a child li- listening to this podcast, I'm sorry. If you're a child listening to this podcast, ask your mother what sex is. Don't ask your parents where babies come from. Definitely do. <laughs> we are the, the angel and the devil on the shoulders right now of our I just respective like, headphone wearers. I thrive uh, on chaos. So, yeah. <laughs> That's why my job is so easy to me because it's always chaotic. And I'm like, oh, this is simple because everyone's panicking. And I'm like, ah, this is this is relatively peaceful. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that that is one thing that speaks to you as a person is like <laughs> your job is, is pretty tough I mean, yeah. so are you comfortable talking about what your job is um i'll speak like briefly you don't it. have to get specific um, with it but so i am a therapeutic tutor um i work with kids who just have various different disabilities um and they just need help with schoolwork. uh go for a walk play a game distract them uh you just try to be the one good thing in their day yeah. if if they don't have like an accessibility to that kind of thing and it's pretty stressful sometimes just like running around looking for someone but it's uh i don't know it's a very rewarding job like there's something about helping someone like a like a teenager realize that they're able to do this thing on their own regardless of what their brain tells them Mm -hmm. and the light that forms in their eyes is just like such a rewarding thing that's sweet that's really sweet like, I mean, don't get me wrong. The stressful days outnumber the good days. But the good days are worth 50 bad days. I gotcha. And it's like, the team I work with is incredible. Um, I look up to, she's not like my boss, but she's definitely like head honcho of our floor. And I look up to her. Like, she is the one of the biggest role models in my life. Constantly just happy. You'd never know if she was stressed out. She supplies snacks for all the students um she knows how to if because it's happened to me a couple times where i'll just go on a tangent and like something completely different and she just knows how to so naturally just bring you back on the rails of where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be talking about and it's just it's so impressive i've never met someone more just genuinely kind in my entire life and that that's it's infectious really so infectious and like i want to be around that every day (laughs) and it seems like you use a lot of your your creative your various creative pursuits to elicit emotions from people usually positive yeah like your photography is capturing those moments of joy in your life of your travels and all that Mm -hmm. stuff your music i've heard a little bit of it is also like you know eliciting like a peaceful friendly emotion so i appreciate that you like to transfer that feeling of calmness and peace through a bunch of different mediums it's uh i don't know there's there's not a lot of ways in life you can uniquely show yourself off anymore Hmm. um where you could be i mean a a lot of people could argue that and be like oh there's fashion there's music there's art there's all this other things like yes that's true but you look around like if you just one of my personal favorite things to do is people watch I love people watching. The amount of it used to be the all white slip on vans. That's all you would see everywhere. Mostly in chicks, some on dudes. And definitely post twenty sixteen. Definitely post twenty sixteen. <laughs> because people like me in high school, like the loser burnouts, we wore vans all the time because they were cheap, really durable. You could skate in them for the two times I skated and shred them. You don't care. Yeah. Cause you can just go back and get another one. <laughs> like, yeah. They were 45 s- bucks or something. Right. Oh yeah. And they were so minimal uh, or minimalistic, I guess that like my parents or my grandparents didn't care cause they were very like stricter on things. Mm-hmm. But now you look around now and it's just all like the white air forces. It's all you see. And it's white shoes. It's that's always a big one. And people just don't take care of them, which is really funny. I like seeing how beat they can get. Oh yeah. Like there's a, there's a certain point where like where they're new ish there's new there's new ish there's this middle ground of like where they're you can tell that they're dirty and then there's trashed I feel like the two <laughs> ends of that are are nice like yeah the nice fresh clean one is nice because they're fresh and clean but I also love seeing how people can just drive something into the ground oh yeah like how far can I push this from <laughs> where it's literally just hanging on by a thread it's such a uh, such a gamble too. Cause like yeah. you never, whenever I buy a new pair of shoes, it's such a commitment. Cause you're just like, Hmm, is this gonna fall apart in a month? Or am I going to have these for the next like four years of my life? Cause I do have a pair of shoes that I've had for like three, actually I'm wearing them right now. I've had these for three years. 
That's surprising. And yeah, there's uh, I can usually get one good year in my, out of my vans. It's like, well, so these are the vans, the pros. Mm-hmm. Um, they're called the Skate Classics now, but um, now that I don't work for the company anymore, I don't care. You about used to work for vans? Yeah, I worked there for three oh, years. Yeah, what'd was, you do? I was the brand manager. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I like set up the front end of the store like seven out of ten times, and it's just like, yeah, it was it was a wicked fun gig while while it was fun, but um, so obviously, vans started picking up popularity in 2019. And then, I'm sorry, 2016, and then like 2018 really kind of hit the climax. Then 2019, we're up like as top as you could be. But then they started to fall. And what happened was when, so the pros are phenomenal. The cushion that's inside of them uh, used to be called Ultra Cush. It's tremendously comfortable. I mean, what, we just Mm. walked around Boston for what, like two, three, four hours? You got here at like noon, right? Yeah. Around there, yeah. And And like my feet are fine, but with the new ones the skate classics there is a very noticeable dip in quality of the shoes mm. i've seen because when you worked at, when i worked at the store for so long i had just had regulars who would come in like skaters who would just come in to tweak uh, so i could tweak their skateboards uh looking for new shoes and i noticed this one kid kept coming in every three months and i was like dude why are you here so much <laughs> he was like he was like i'm supposed to be a regular <laughs> i was like you you buy the expensive ones and he was like yeah but they break more hmm. like very it's just it kind of it was a bummer because <laughs> yeah. it was such a high quality shoe and now it's just it's 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 becoming fast fashion well carhartt too like carhartt used to not be fashionable at all Mm-mm. and 20 years like i have some older older carhartt double knees and those things are bulletproof like i swear i've rolled around in gravel and stuff on there like slid down tr- like tree bark and all that stuff not a scratch on them and then i haven't i got another pair that i thrifted for for dirt cheap but they're like a newer make and they are noticeably thinner. Mm-hmm. Like I can go like I, I can show you how like the feel is like different. It's sad that like stuff just kind of degrades. So mm-hmm. you going into like making your own guitar or like making or trying to invest in like a quality guitar or a quality camera mm-hmm. is just so much that more important cuz like you're trying to make that stuff last. Older is better. Usually, yeah. Like I mean electronics wise, eh um I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Certain things today are definitely built better. Like, uh, for instance, wires to like power your home. You want those to be newer? Yeah, they're not wrapped in like paper inside the rubber anymore. You know, because you, <laughs> do you know what do you know what paper does? Uh, folds. It catches on fire. Oh. <laughs> you know what fire melts? marshmallows rubber (laughs) (laughs) which is around the wires (laughs) so So you're telling me (laughs) a shrimp fried this rice (laughs) absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i'm so sorry everyone listening you got us you got a snort on camera that's not good Uh oh Oh, i'm (laughs) so usually i use my girlfriend's uh, voice as like our sensor here. I have her like every once in a while. I have her record a new little mm. boop or bleep or whatever to like use as the sensor. I might use that snort just to spite you. Oh, I thought we were boys. We are boys. I thought we were boys, dog. I'm kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you, Joe. I expect royalties if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for I'm not even getting royalties. I've made four dollars off of this podcast. And I want a penny every time you make a dollar. That's be like a multi-millionaire and like all right joe here's your thousand dollars like, I, I used the snort today honestly the only way you'd have to pay me would be like a bag of frozen raviolis and i'd be the happiest little clam <laughs> in the world i'm a very well, what kind of frozen raviolis though uh anything without meat in it i'm chilling all right cool meat raviolis it is oh just taunt you with it just wave it in your face that's just that's that's cruel yeah well, so is charging me to use your snort it's a penny. <laughs> <laughs> I might make you could, a penny off this episode. If you, you go, t- if you go to like any convenience store, they'll leave a penny. Take a penny. You just gotta grab that handful. You just <laughs> walk it out. To you. Yeah. <laughs> Spend ten cents in, on, the, on an envelope <laughs> to mail a penny to you. The postage costs more than it is. <laughs> For legal purposes, this is all a joke. I'm not actually gonna charge you to use my snort i don't care i don't actually know if i have any legal setup for this thing yet i probably should sometime Mm. soon i'd like to get into monetizing this at some point but i'm too busy this is Mm. a fun hobby i enjoy talking to people i love getting out there and like meeting all these cool people that and creatives that i get to see but 
Money's not really the focus right now for for the podcast, but it'd be yeah. nice. But One day. Would you ever want to monetize your, your music? I know you're putting oh, some stuff together with absolutely. your band. Absolutely. Um, so uh, my band is called Rug. Rug. Yep. R-U-G. That's it. Um, it used to be Rhythm Rug, uh, taken from the uh, tr- uh, tribe called Quest Song. Because uh, one of the lines is "Wipe your feet really good, good on, on the, the rhythm, rhythm rug." rug. Yeah. You so used to be that. That's one of my favorite lines ever written. Because I'm a big, big Should fan. Change it to "Wipe your feet." No, I don't really want feet in the name of my band. <laughs> that I might bring the wrong Just crowd. Just feet. Like, I'm not really prejudiced towards people. Ooh, if you did feet, F E A T, you would. Uh, anytime there's a feature in someone else's song, you can get the featuring SEO for feature. It. Yeah, <laughs> feet, feet, foot. If you guys split up, you'll individually be foot <laughs> together. Your feet. Well, now I gotta talk to Dunny and figure out who's the left foot and who's the right foot. Uh, Dunny's <laughs> my other band member. Uh, he is one of the most talented musicians I've ever met. Uh, he's a filthy drummer. He can play bass. He s- says he can't, but I can. I've heard him play bass, and he is a ridiculous guitarist. He so I've been playing guitar for thirteen years. Uh, I've only taken it seriously for the last fourish, mm-hmm. and I'm like stuck at this weird intermediate level where I can play scales no problem. That was the worst. And I'm just yeah, I feel like I'm just walking along this really long stretch of road, and I'm not seeing like another hill to climb up. And but Dunny, um, his room is right next to mine. And I can hear it through my wall, him just writing away in there. And he is tremendously talented, and I'm very grateful that I have him to work with me, um, because we're making some we're making some cool stuff. Like we've gone through several different genres of what we want to be. Yeah, last um, time I talked to you, you were doing shoegaze stuff. It's still definitely very shoegazy because that's like one of my favorite genres of music. Um, Although right now, two of the songs that I'm currently writing, at least the rhythm parts, two are very uh, like Dan Arabach, BB King, like bluesy, okay. uh, like uh, the Hound Dog himself. I can't remember his last name, which is really bad for someone that I want that I want to emulate playing guitar. But uh, he's those those are like three of my biggest influences. And then it's funny because then there's other songs that I'm like, ah, it sounds like I just came out of a Chevelle concert. Hmm. Like it's uh. I have a lot of influences for my music, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense because they're all different genres. But it's I think just that's good uh, though. Like what I mean, this is personal opinion hmm. of I I think what I find most intriguing or like attention grabbing for me is uh, when songs like mix genres. So if you have influences that are from outside of your specific genre hmm. or outside of even music, I think that's so much more entertaining or intriguing as like a listener who doesn't know the first thing about making music mm. so don't don't beat yourself up if it's like it doesn't if you don't think it makes sense in the moment because you might be making a new thing who knows oh yeah like um when i first started writing my own original music it was definitely a much uh like harder rock uh, a lot of people call it uh doom gaze which i think is pretty funny doom gaze a uh, really good example for a band is called holy fawn um they make just some of the most beautiful music i've ever heard Uh, a lot of ethereal sounds and then they just have those heavy guitars come in and it's not like uh super fast like double bass kicking and like you're gonna mosh pit to it you're like that's like something you put uh when you got like a foggy head you just kind of put that on and close your eyes and just like just um, see whatever your mind creates with the music. It's it's really cool. Um, Do you have a? Would you say that you have synesthesia of any way, any of any kind? I'm not sure what that is. Synesthesia is when you your brain interprets one sensory input as another's sensory input. So, so what people might say like, um, like styrofoam has like a squeaky feel to it, like sound. Oh, the sound is squeaky. Or um, the most popular one that people know most about usually. Sorry. Is color synesthesia, like this? Col- this sound is warm, mm. or this this sound has like a staticky feel to it, like where they interpret, oh, Tuesday is blue, or like Thursday is green, stuff like that. You interpret yeah. one thing as another thing. Abs, I think both of those. I don't think you could actually be a. Well, you could definitely be hot a good take in- incoming. Hot take. Um, I don't think you could really describe your own music adequately if you didn't have those two different things because i 
my the tone my guitar has that I play is a very warm tone to it, but the tone also has uh, like a gravelly sound to it. it has okay. that uh, it's like the like a like that, that that type of stuff, and it's just uh, that's the sound that I love for uh, rhythm guitar. Something because I don't play music that the music that I want to write. I don't want you to just put it in your ears and just like sing along to it. Like I want you to be able to feel that in your chest. That's okay. the type. Like I want my music, whatever it is, be it my uh, band with Dunny. Um, I have another side project that I'm just kind of doing myself called uh, Big Empty. That is just it's. I took that from Stone Temple Pilots. It's one of my favorite songs <laughs> ever, and it's just a cool name. Um, but totally forgot where I was going with this. Music <laughs> to feel like something. Oh yeah, I just I want people to feel relate my music to whatever emotion they f- they're feeling like if you need because a song can bring you through several different emotions um all at once <laughs> yeah. like you can feel really happy listening to a song and then suddenly you like the chorus comes and you can just have there could be so many layers and the same the same note is harmonizing so one's playing higher up and the other one's playing lower and it just like to me at least like there's been a whole bunch of songs i'll hear and i'll get really emotional and i don't know why but it's just the way so you're like eliciting that like gut reaction yeah okay that's what i want people to feel you know i want i want people to fall in love to my music not fall in love with but fall in love to my music that's funky i like that i think the biggest compliment you could ever get as a musician is isn't from some like huge musician that's like your music is tremendous i think the biggest compliment you could ever get as a musician is if your song is someone's first dance at, a, at their wedding Ooh, like okay Im- like imagine you release like a, a slower song that has some good vibes to it and like some couple out there like fell in love to that song they listened to it throughout their entire relationship and then that's the song they dance to at their wedding I don't think there could ever like, I don't think I'm ever going to go this far with music just because I my, would rather my career in education to go farther than that. Mm. Um, but I could win an Oscar for, I don't know if people win Oscars for music, an Emmy, whatever it is. A Grammy? A Grammy, sure. A Tony, something who knows? Like that. <laughs> something <laughs> um, yeah, something that ends with a, a, yeah, something that ends with a Y. <laughs> like, yeah, that's cool and all, but like someone, two people slow dance to that song like that's that's incredible so i think this actually ties in with our little episode theme of like capturing and encapsulating cherished moments mm-hmm. whether it's in a song that elicits emotion a picture that elicits a memory or your work that like enables people yeah you're i like that you you know just like you're a purveyor of these emotions that you can kind of deal out with through your mediums that's oh, so fun. I oh, love it. I am the self-proclaimed uh, purveyor of vibes. Purveyor so. of the vibesman. Yes. <laughs> self-proclaimed vibesman. <laughs> uh, so, okay. You're making a band. Yes. Five musicians that are alive. Dead or alive. What are you putting in your band? Okay. Uh, Dan Arabach on... Am I in the band or am I just like... Up to you. Okay. Um, I don't know. You can double up if you need to. I guess if I was uh, producing the music okay, and I just like pulled all these guys together, uh, dead or alive, that's a... Okay. On vocals, I'd probably have Chris Cornell. From? Uh, Soundgarden. Okay. Um like one of my biggest one of the biggest reasons why i ever got into guitar in the first place uh dan arabach on rhythm guitar thundercat shout out on uh we love you we love you (laughs) uh him on bass for sure uh drummers i don't really i don't know they're i mean oh taylor hawkins for sure from like uh foo fighters okay rest in peace uh like on this on the subject of taylor hawkins uh 
like obviously Dave Grawl is the front man for mm. Foo Fighters and he used to be the drummer for Nirvana. And Nirvana was obviously Yeah, I've heard of him once it, or twice. Yeah. yeah, you know, they're like they're <laughs> like the band about Buddhism or something. But um No <laughs> Um <laughs> Um No, it's so if he was such a talented musician that Foo Fighters first album, like that was all him. Huh. They didn't have the rest of the band. That's why it Wait, it was just him like playing with himself? Yeah. Don't take it the wrong way. Rephrase. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> Phrasing. Uh, <laughs> um, um, so you have knowing Dave Grohl is such a legendary drummer for Nirvana, and now he's the frontman of Foo Fighters, and Taylor Hawkins was the drummer for Foo Fighters the entire time never placed never anything and that's okay. that just speaks volumes to uh what he can do and it probably also just because i'm biased because the black keys are my favorite band ever but also pat carney who's the drummer for the black keys everyone kind of just is like yeah he's a drummer like no he's a filthy drummer like absolutely incredible oh excuse me um in what genre or would you even pick one? Oh, would i even pick one Ooh, this is uh, this is tough. Um, actually, in this band, we're gonna go with two drummers, uh, cool. a, a lead drummer and a rhythm drummer. Honestly, between the two, I'd go with Pat Carney. I think um, just for the kind of band I'm, I'm imagining with this, for sure would have to be on like more of like a a bluesy funk style vibe, like some good uh, half step okay. drum beats, and on lead guitar. I would have this, you know, a lot of people. Uh, just so are you like mixing, matching your own new genre here out of like the elements you like? By the ones, or are you just like still riding out this one thing? No, I'm still riding out this one thing. Okay. And then on uh, lead guitar, I would have Mac Miller because people Oof. people don't realize that Mac Miller is one of the most talented musicians of our time. Um, Mac Miller and. Donald Glover slash Childish Gambino, definitely some of like the top. Yeah, phenomenal. Like weirdly, um, I don't want to say underrated, per se, because I I feel like they're so good that they're not talked about. Right, they're just like so universally accepted as like great. You don't have to like (laughs) it's preaching the choir, really. Just like literally, like if you don't know how to talk to a group of people. You could be like, you could bring up Mac Miller, and at least two people in that group are going to be like, "Oh my god, I love Mac Miller!" Right? It's like, like the ultimate conversation start. It's like, why oh, yeah. talk about the weather? You can just talk about Mac Miller. No, literally, like, you want to talk about Mac Miller? He, Mac Miller is the white people's Black Panther. If I'm being 100 percent honest, that is a mental backflip, but I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been using that joke a lot this week. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm still reeling from that, but I'll, we'll let it slide. That's just <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> That's 100 percent gonna be the socials. <laughs> no one will watch this episode. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get like canceled. I'm gonna get fired from my job. You canceled before like, you even started. <laughs> like before it's even like, oh, that failure to launch. Yeah, pretty much. Rug has been swept under the rug. Uh, no, rug got thrown into like a shredder. We're no more anymore. Um, if your music could be a car, what would it be? A car? Oh, that's. If it could be a car, that's a hard question. What are, how about this? What car could you see your music being played in? Played in? Yeah. Ideally, every car. I like but... ideally like every car. Um, my brain wants to make a joke and say a 1994 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> but um, target audience yeah what's up corolla gang shout out you guys um geez a car that's a really hard i know you're a car guy too so i, I want to throw you a little curveball here a curveball dude that's hard because i'm trying to think i'm like oh this car but that wouldn't work like my brain wants to say the corolla to be funny but then the cool part of my brain is like toyota supra a mark four not the new one um Honestly, I don't know. I feel like my music is kind of the stuff. Uh, like a Honda Element. <laughs> like, a, like a Toyota like minivan. Like, 
I like that. But like a cool Toyota Mini. Like yeah. one that's been like souped up. They changed the headliner. They get all that stuff. Yeah, but like not like slammed on its nuts. It's like it can still <laughs> o- it can still go over a. Sp- it can still. Go- <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking you about. Catching me off guard with these tar- these things. <laughs> I'm not ready for it. <laughs> You're staying your toes around me, buddy. Um, no, not like a cool, a cooled out minivan. Like, like a, more like the two, the person who's driving it. Like, like I imagine a dad would be driving um, this minivan, and when he pulls up, like all the other dads are like, "Oh my god, there's you got so much space in here, man. You got, I can fit a couch in here. Oh yeah, you just got to, so much space, and the the mileage on this is great." Oh yeah, no, literally, like he would be like the head dad of all the dads. The head, like dad. that's a band name right there. Head dad. Yeah. Ooh, if you reworked that name, that'd be really bad. It <laughs> <laughs> does not translate well to other languages. No, it does not. <laughs> Cabeza, papi. <laughs> no. I'm trying my hardest to keep this like a, a clean episode, There's... not make it explicit. I might, you might be the first one to like flip it just for subject matter, not even swearing. <laughs> Shout out our Spanish-speaking population. I'm trying to learn Spanish. Like I'm trying to be fluent in Spanish. It's not, I mean, it's a, it's a romance language. So it's not really that hard if you already know English. Mm. It's actually easier than English. Yeah, for sure. Because it follows the structure a lot more easily. If you go in depth, though, there's like. Well, there's idioms. Idioms are yeah. really what kill you. It's like, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm like super white, but there's just certain words that I just don't comprehend. And like I'm what? trying to. Um the different uses of like nosotros, vosotros, ustedes, usted, like all them. Like I know one of them is informal and the other one's formal. And it's just yeah. like, there's a lot to it. But honestly, I, the main reason behind it is because like, A, it's a good skill to have. I always, if I'm ever anywhere where, um, like if I go to Walmart, uh, my local Walmart, I have the same cashier every time because I go to Walmart the same day every week. And she's primarily Spanish speaking. So I try to speak Spanish just to make her day a little easier. Cause mm-hmm. I'm sure she's got a whole bunch of like angry white people just getting like frustrated cause she doesn't speak English super great. And like, I hate when I especially hate when they apologize for not being able to speak English super great. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 don't do, don't apologize. It's not your fault. Like <laughs> you speak two languages. I speak one. <laughs> like don't be, I'm don't feel bad. Amazed at, like people who speak English as a second language, better than like a lot of people that speak you know, as a first language. Oh yeah, like better than I us. It's, and it's so impressive. A lot of people don't recognize it. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like at um. I don't know how we got here, but I don't know either. I thought oh because I oh because I made I said the joke in Spanish. Do you think and... you could ever make an, a song in another language? Um. Maybe. Honestly, I'm so I'm not gonna lie to you. I've been watching a lot of uh, Telemundos lately. <laughs> Spanish soap operas are. I mean, it's good to learn the the words in context. Oh yeah, it's they're tremendously. They're like the storylines are hilarious because they're like they're just like like uh, American soap operas, but it's like even crazier. Even crazier. Like the subjects are so funny and oh, they're just enjoyable. Korean soap operas. Have you seen the the infamous kimchi slap? no oh this lady takes they're like arguing and she takes like an elbow deep armful grab of kimchi and just slaps this guy across <laughs> the face with i'll have to show you after the episode it's phenomenal <laughs> but i really like you like relating like, to other people well not, not not even that i just i like traditional latin music the natural Ooh. the natural groove it has is incredible like you hear it and you just you want to move think you might venture foray into that world a little bit i kind of want to learn like how to play like bass for that stuff because i don't know it's it's weird i like playing guitar in the genre that i really love or like the two or three genres that i love but everything else i prefer to play bass in interesting it's like i don't know it's weird it's but i don't really know how to explain it but um i mean that being said uh hot take but i think every reggaeton song sounds exactly the same i think it's kind of intentional it's easier to dance to yeah because like every song has a do 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 like yep. the bass line like that um there's a couple that i really like i don't know what the names of the songs are they just yeah, come up on my shuffle <laughs> but like they're just i don't know they're fun like when i have them on when i'm at uh work like my students will be like 
what are you listening to right now? I'm like, don't worry about it. I, I gatekeep my music so hard at school. <laughs> These kids aren't cool enough. They don't music. get, only the cool ones get to know the music that I'm listening to. And they all graduated last year. No one, <laughs> no one gets to know what I'm listening to unless they like walk over and see my Spotify open. Cause if they just walk over, I really don't care. <laughs> like, I'll just turn my computer and be like, that's what I'm listening to. Like, um, Wow, this tangent went really far. That's fine. We are like it's it's well, we're actually <laughs> uh, getting kind of close on time. So. Oh, word. Last question. Yes. Big question. Big question. Could you ever stop, like put down entirely and not pick up again for whatever reason? Stop photography or stop music? Um, I could stop photography. Okay. I've actually kind of stopped right now because film prices Paused. went up. Yeah, it's on. Uh, like but if you had sabbatical. to choose one or the other, so I guess you would choose to drop. oh guitar. Drop, photo- uh, drop photography. Drop photography. I 100%. could never, ever give up music. Music is my favorite thing in the entire world. It's not it's, even me. <laughs> no, dude, you're like top five for sure. Okay, I'll take. How that. could I not love that mustache? I mean, come on. Thanks. You're welcome. I appreciate that. I recognize you. Let's see what's <laughs> up. Um, for the listeners on Spotify, he's blushing right now. Just want you guys to know that. But um. <laughs> Just wait till my girlfriend's get back from wherever the hell they are right now. We'll figure it out. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It could go one of two ways. <laughs> we got time. Okay. So music is a part of you. Music is very important to me. It's therapeutic. I'll if I have a bad day, I'll sit down and I'll just play my guitar and not even think about it. And that's how sometimes a new song comes to fruition. Um, but photography, like I can't just sit down on my couch and be like, I'm going to take a picture of my bed. Like I wouldn't do that because a roll of film costs seven to $12, depending on where you get them. And it's like, it's expensive after a while. Then you got to get them developed. And like, so people, when people get mad at me for how much I charge for a film shoot, which I do very rarely because the, the comeback time for prints and everything is just kind of stupid. Mm. Um, they, they're like, why is it that expensive? I'm like, cause I have to pay for a lot of things which i'm actually kind of eating a couple dollars i never appreciate what goes into making things no because like with um and i'm sure because like you're a sick graphic designer and i'm sure if people like try to hire you for stuff and you give them their prices they're probably like oh what i'm not paying you this much money to do this thing and it's like there's that picasso quote of like the lady who went to him and um at like a restaurant and like gave him a napkin he's like hey can you put something on this mat like draw something for me he's like yeah sure that'd be twenty seven thousand dollars she's like what i'm like it took you five seconds. Like, no, it took 30 years of me painting to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's such a weird market, I guess, because you, I, I definitely feel like if you're going to offer a service, there needs to be some negotiating mm-hmm. in it because like you have like a base price. My, you have your, your like idea of what you want out of it and like yeah. the, what goes into it and they have, might have no clue but they still have an idea of what they want yeah like the cheapest thing that i will photograph is like cars well you love cars i do love cars but it's not it's not a hard subject to shoot you know it's like hey park it right there in this light and then as the light (laughs) like it's cool because you just take your angles of your shots depending on where the light is hitting and it's like the sky does all the work for you where like people there's just so many features on a face that can... What are you trying to highlight? What's the vibe? What's the move? What's exactly. The, yeah. it's, there's so much you got to do. It's like, what shirt do I want you to wear? What colors do I want you to wear? Will those colors work in this environment? With a car, it's like, hey, park your black car in this gray asphalt in front of this brick building. <laughs> cool. Great. 100 bucks. Done. Like, And don't get me wrong, like my friends and stuff, Like, I have a lot of friends who um, do like secondhand clothes and like buy old stuff. They find it savers and like oh yeah sell your it. reseller friend yeah, you're talking about yeah my reseller friend my buddy steve shout out all day thrift um and vintage ski stees great stuff that's pretty cool um really cool guy but like i don't know you just provide if you have friends like support your friends you know yeah well thank you as my friend for supporting me on my podcast thank you as that's my cool. friend for letting me come on your podcast and talk about random things that enter my brain i appreciate it yeah it's the best time well thank you so much for coming on here um anything you want to plug before you uh go um, anything way? yeah if you want to follow my film account on instagram it's just dude cool film that's it i'll put the link in the uh, description yeah and then my uh i just started or well reworked another page i had uh, for a brief 
hobby, which was collecting Hot Wheels and reselling them. Very toxic environment, let me tell you. These old people <laughs> buying these toy cars, <laughs> that dude. That came out of nowhere. Well, yeah, it, just for context. So the uh, my Instagram for the band is rug.tunes, T-U-N-E-S. Um, but the, the name is probably going to say Wheels Dude. And the hmm. bio is probably going to say something stupid about buying them. So you don't have to. Uh, I got really, I got really Saul Goodman inspired by my page for some reason. Um, so that's going to be the new music page for sure. Um, just rug.tunes and then dude, cool film. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. Cool. Chillin'. Joe, it's been a wonderful time talking to you. Chris, you're tremendous. <laughs> Thanks, man. You're welcome. This has been Makerspace. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.